Man pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on November 20th, 2020. No, that's not true. It's the 19th. So it'll be the 20th soon. Usually the day after, coinciding. Uh, you can listen to the show on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, Amazon. Why not, huh? Jeez, hey, let's let's join the brigade. And uh, Amazon Podcasts, sure, why not? Uh, follow me on Twitter, at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. This is my second attempt. Last night I tried to do a podcast. Uh, you know, I got my Rodenbach beer, a Belgian sour ale, which is, listen, I've experienced it in Belgium, so it's a little different. I mean, you know, I mean, they're still good, but I mean, come on. I mean, when in Rome, am I right? Um and for whatever reason, Audacity, the computer uh, software that I use that I'm really pissed at that this free software didn't work, which, again, I've been using it forever, uh, but it just kept freezing. So I'm not exactly sure what was going on. Uh, it was certainly pissing me off. And uh, I started about three or four times and got about a few minutes in each time, and it froze, and I just said, the hell with this. So I just drank the beer, stared at uh, our new dog, which we adopted. I know I mentioned that we were fostering it last time. We adopted it. So I just sat there staring at it and saying, well, I don't want to fucking do one. I don't care. And I put out a tweet, and then I just, you know, um, VMADs wanted to see the actual uh, the landscape in the lab here of what it looked like. So congratulations, you got it, you happy. Uh, but here we are. I've done a podcast in a t- few weeks, um, but tonight let's let's get right to the beer. What what are we waiting for? Because when you have a beer this good, too, let's let's start talking here. This is the North Coast Brewing. I was talking with some of the gents, and uh, I don't want to release his name because uh, I think he likes to stay private. But uh, he was mentioning, uh, yes, one of the gents. He was mentioning. They got a four-pack of this beer, and um, they're, my wife, uh, before we get to the beer, you know how easily I get off track here, but listen to this shit. So, she, right now she's watching uh, Modern Family, and uh, I guess there's an episode where uh, the smoke detector keeps going off. Did I talk about this the last podcast, how I was ready to just pull my hair out? How we wake up in the middle of the night, and the, yeah, I think I did. I already talked about this. I'm not, I'm not going to bother everyone with it. Smoke detector kept going off. And I, I was ready to have, like, a nervous breakdown. It, 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 I replaced the battery, and then I tried to... You know, if I didn't mention this, I'll talk about it next week. I, I keep hearing it, and I'm getting, like, PTSD from it. But back to the beer. Um, North Coast Brother Thelonious. It's a Belgian-style Abbey Ale, and it is a top, top tier. Tier beer. Oh, God. It sounded awful. Uh, but yeah, well, it's, it's, it's the sparks fly. I mean, this is about the size of almost the size of a wine bottle, and it's nine point four. So uh, it's one pint and nine point four ounces. So let's start the insanity. Uh, but I mean, this is a this is an excellent, excellent beer. Uh, and I know they had some uh, lawsuit issues because I was reading the 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 actual Thelonious Monk. Well, was the guy's name? Is a jazz musician. Uh, his family didn't like it. Uh, them using this so I guess I can understand and now I guess a lot of it supports jazz education uh, there wasn't a lot of jazz education in my high school but uh, I also didn't really try that hard and uh, I think there's a lot of a lot of a lot of educational uh, history I mean where I did not try so hard I remember I remember <laughs> I probably mentioned this before I remember I came home from school notebooks nothing my dad's like you got any homework and I was like no nah, no nah, they didn't give us any he's like oh my yeah that's that's pretty interesting I went to that same school no homework ever yeah so here here right Here, here. But um, we're in Northern California. It actually rained the other day, which is uh, amazing. you know. And, of course, we, we spayed this dog. Well, I didn't spay the dog. I gave it to people who cut her open and did what they had to do and you know, ripped out their organs and ovaries and fallopium tubes and all that. I didn't personally do it. But they, uh, <laughs> they, 
they did it, and you know you got to keep it, uh, you gotta keep it dry for for two weeks. So this dog got all this energy, and uh, you know, well, let's go out in the rain, sitting there like a bunch of idiots, you know, like a, like a squeegee person, just you know, keep keep drying it, drying it off, drying it off. So uh, that was me. Um, but yeah, that that's that's what's going on right now. Not not really much. I mean, uh, yeah, just doing doing the, doing the damn thing. But let's let's get let's get to the to the real nuts and bolts, the the meat and the potatoes. And obviously, is that we are in the muck and the mire. Can't have the muck without the mire of the uh, post election um I mean, a lot of it's not expected uh i mean a- excuse me a lot of it is expected in the sense that trump would declare himself the winner without you know the entire process playing out and then biden would be called the winner and then we'd be in legal limbo and that's kind of what i said where trump would somehow find a way to win it i don't see that um just because this does not seem like a coordinated effort now I know some people might be rolling their eyes, some Trump fans listening to this, or just some natural skeptics. And I will do what I always do, because I'm a spineless weasel. I will play both sides. All right. Do I find it odd that things were getting neck and neck, and all of a sudden some random swing states all of a sudden just stopped counting? Or their counting was massively delayed? A little bit. I find that to be a tad odd. Tad odd. Uh, I don't find it to be odd that there were huge dumps, which I predicted on this podcast. I mean, and, and exactly, and, you know, like I'm not some sort of political pundit. I think it's pretty evidently, you know, it's evidently clear that, that was going to happen in terms of just the increase in mail-in votes. You're going to get dumps. And when you have someone rallying for months about how bad mail-in votes are, they're going to be predominantly for Biden. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. You got to be a fucking idiot not to realize that. Um, but yeah, uh, Here's the thing also, too. I'm not some sort of die-in-the-wool liberal who thinks that, you know, anything the Democratic Party does is, you know, basically angelic. This is the same party that basically screwed Bernie Sanders out of being the nominee. They cheated to get him out. So I don't say the Democrats or the Republicans, they're all disgusting people who don't care about you. They care about you every four years, every two years, every six years. Whatever the term limit is, they come to your neighborhood and they show you that they still exist outside of a television. And then they say, oh, 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 but we love you. And then they go away to Washington and grease each other's palms. I mean, so the idea, these are false idols, by the way. I don't care who you, who you, you know, root for or whatever. These people are disgusting people and they would not care if you died. The only way they'd care, they say, oh, that's one less vote. Eh, but someone was born today. All right, well, well, well there we go. Someone just turned 18 today. There we go. I got another one. But here's the thing. So, so what I'm saying is, if I'm making a point there, I think I was, right? Um, that I, I'm not saying that they are above not doing this, but there's really no proof right now. Um, and, and what we kind of got going on is a deranged Donald Trump telling people things are happening when they're not. You know, I mean, it's it's all of these things are being most of these things are being debunked. I mean, they've won one lawsuit, I believe, and that was basically just to separate votes in Pennsylvania, which aren't even considered in the actual count. Anyways, I saw today that Georgia basically did their recount and you know nothing really changed. Uh, and I also saw I think it was Arizona. I think the the actual the the the, the attorney general said Trump suppressed himself. By telling all these people not to mail in votes, they said they said thirty thousand registered GOP members 
voted in the primaries that didn't vote in the general election. Like, this guy, and, and there's also another element of it, and Hillary was guilty of it as well. It's just pure arrogance. You know, Trump is screaming it's going to be a landslide. It's going to be a landslide. He's telling his people to say it's going to be a landslide. You know, there's not a lot of motivation. We are in the middle of a pandemic, regardless of how serious you take it or not. People are not going to go out and vote if they don't think their vote matters. I mean, you have Hillary Clinton sitting there taking a picture of herself or, or post. She didn't take a picture of herself. She wouldn't have been that young. <laughs> Twitter wouldn't be possible. But she posted a picture of herself as a little girl and said, look, the future president of the United States before the election. I mean, it's absolutely, you know, it's, it's, it's arrogance. It's a narcissism. And it screwed him. So the interesting thing now going forward, and you know, before we get to that, my, you know, I read off some of the, the texts from the, the Trump legal team, which Rudy Giuliani, I mean, I don't know what to say anymore about that guy. He's, uh, it's kind of sad. I mean, this is New York's mayor, America's mayor, and all that crap, and he's just, he's really lost his mind. Now, I will say in that Borat film, I know people want to say that he was like rubbing himself and everything. It's an odd way to tuck in your pants. Uh, but it certainly looked like he was tucking in his pants. Um, and I do think he was totally, he totally thought he was hooking up. But he's a single guy, too. So it's, I, I find that story to kind of be, I don't want to say all about nothing, but way overblown. And I, I mean, I don't like Rudy Giuliani. I think he's, he's kind of, I think, actually, I think he's deranged. Um, but let's see here. So my friend sent me this yesterday from the Trump legal team. No, this is today. President Trump, Michigan must, capitals, be investigated. Uh, excuse me, capitals. There are irregularities everywhere. I'm giving you one hour to fight back. Ten times impact. Donate now. Link. If the Democrats take over, they will destroy the country. You're the only one who can stop them. Julia. He must have put his name Julia. <laughs> Save America and contribute here. And then uh, Don Jr. texted a few hours later and said, Don Jr., I'm calling my father later with an updated list of patriots who contributed to the election defense fund. You have 20 minutes. Step up. And here's the text. And uh, he said, these are embarrassing to me as a registered Republican. And I just said, what happens if you're not on the list? Are you like brandished a Tory and tarred and feathered by the 2020 equivalent of like Sam Adams and Ethan Allen and the Green Mountain Boys? And then he said, Don Jr. is a huge pussy. Patriots don't, didn't need to be capitalized either. And I said, I'd I'm just reading off text messages now. That's what the podcast is. I said, I'd, I'd trust Barron to run the country over Don Jr., Eric. Uh, and so, but, but 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 it's okay. Just relax, though. He got, like, an extension. So, hours later, election defense and alert. D defensive? Defense alert. Friend, we extended your opportunity to make a $1,000 impact. Act fast. Offer expires in 15 minutes. Claim now. The Trump campaign, now, God bless them, if they want to do this, they have no real legal defense here. Uh, there doesn't seem to be anything actually happening. Now, it's funny, too. I was saying this on Twitter. It seems like the main thing they're going after is this Dominion voting thing, which I don't remember anyone talking about before the election. I remember how bad mail-in votes were, were and how they were going to destroy everything. It was rampant fraud. Now, one thing about Dominion, and, and it's like, you think if we all knew about this, why didn't our, our dear leader do something about it? I mean, he rallied for months and didn't do anything about it. Now it's like, oh, we've known about this. So it's apparently, so this is the main defense that I heard today from Sidney Powell, who I've been told is, is, is the voice of reason and reckoning, and she's well-respected. So that means that Donald Trump will be president and will be inaugurated on January 21st. She said that they have a guy who was in Venezuela, and they use this stuff, and he saw what happened 
when Hugo Chavez was elected, when he was down, and then they did something with this software, and then he became president. I mean, that sounds like a sterling defense to me. I mean, I'm, I'd like to sign up for that right now. Um, but that's the main thing that it, I see if anything's going to happen, it's going to be that. Uh, so, but again, Trump knew all about this. The, the whole team, they didn't say one word. I never heard the word dominion anything. It was only stupid, the, the, the university, maybe a sweet, sweet 16 Cinderella team. Old Dominion. Other than that, Dominion, nothing. I mean, it's it's fascinating. It really is. Uh, I think it's really bad what's going on right now. And, and the GOP, man, they got a... I, they're, they're, they're sleeping with the prom queen for a life of celibacy. And I tweeted that today. I got, like, no reaction. But I, I'm going to say it again. They're, they're selling their souls for this stuff. You're putting a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. Just going to selling their souls. You know why they're doing it? Because they're scared as shit out of this guy. They're petrified of him because the moment one of them speaks out and says you know i think president trump should concede so we can let democracy take over he'll be he'll rip their life apart and shred them up and get the knives out and slice and dice them and they will never win another district ever again and they are petrified i bet you most i bet you at least 90 percent of these the gop senators house people all know this is horseshit they all know it's horseshit but they don't know what else to do they're, they are scared. I bet you they're scared for their safety as well. These people are fucking lunatics. These This lower tier of Trump people are the same as the lower tier of the Democrats. Dangerous, mindless idiots who will do anything. They, they, they will commit violence. Like you saw some of the people that were supposed to... Uh, <laughs> They were going to kidnap the governor of Michigan and have, like, live executions. Oh, yeah, that, that, that sounds – I mean, that sounds right. I don't think Trump even realized the, the, the idiocy that he's created from some of these people. Uh, but the thing that I'm fascinated about, in the most part, you know, Trump can play this game and collected money. I guess he's in debt in his campaign, so a lot of this money that he's been begging in those text messages I just read is going toward paying that campaign thing and then just starting to line pockets. I also read something. I, I don't want to completely say I, this was a true thing. I did read that any anything under $8,000 can be contributed to the Legal Defense Fund or just put in Trump's pocket, I guess, if you read the fine print. Don't want to put my name and everything I own on that one, but I did read that, I believe. Uh, so that's interesting as well. Uh, and God bless me. If you want to calm the morons, go for it. I mean, Donald Trump is a guy in the 1800s who shows up to the town square with a cap, with with a with a top hat and a cape, selling magic beans, and everyone is mystified, falling over, and like it's an evangelical church. How the Lord got them, and you know these magic beans made them better. And, but I mean, listen, I can understand not liking Joe Biden. I can understand not liking the radical left. But I mean, if you really buy what that dude's selling. I'm sorry. I mean, he is a grade A con artist, especially at this point. I mean, forget forget the winning and all that and, you know, what he's done as president. I mean, that that's another story and that's another conversation for another time. But, I mean, right now, you're getting played. You're getting played bad because these guys got to win some lawsuit. They have to show some evidence. Man, and I don't think – let's just say let's just say this evidence was so – just so deep and so, you know, damaging – to Joe Biden and everything, there's no way they'd be able to sit on it for this long. It's now we're past two weeks. We're almost we're getting we're getting into the twentieth by the time you're listening to this. You better start showing me that. I mean, listen, if you show me some sort of collaborated thing that has names and all this, and you can prove this, fucking Donald Trump won. Go for it. I don't. I mean, I don't like the guy. As, as you've listened to this podcast, you know. But I mean, I'm also not going to stand here and be like, well, I don't like Donald Trump and they cheated, but uh, you know, they still deserve to win because I don't like Donald Trump. You gotta show me something. 
So the show me state. I mean, what does Missouri have to say? Um, whatever. That's 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 where I stand on all this. It'll be interesting to see going forward because in the next few weeks, I mean, this stuff's got to be certified. Oh my god, it's, I still I still boggles my mind that this world, this country is. These people are obsessed with Donald Trump. And a lot of people that listen to this podcast are from the Northeast. This is the same asshole you'd see on TV and the news, the Channel 9 News or WPIX. You see this idiot saying something, and these people look at him like a god. Again, you can, I understand disliking the liberals and this guy ripping on him because I kind of like it sometimes too. I don't like Trump, but sometimes he'll say something and be like, you know, I kind of like Nancy Pelosi hearing that. You know, that's good to hear. Uh, <laughs> she needs to hear shit like that sometimes. But overall, treating this man as if he's like akin to Jesus Christ, it is, uh, it's frightening. The most dangerous thing Donald Trump ever did was, was let, it was, you know, make dumb people feel smart. And, uh, it's kind of created a monster. The most fascinating thing about all this is how this is going to end. Because you can do the whole, uh, you know, uh, they cheated, they cheated, they stole the from me. But I mean, January 21st, something's got to happen. How does Donald Trump remove himself if there's no actual fraud shown or, you know, it, you know, nothing substantial? How does he remove himself from this and save face? Is it, you know what, the whole system's corrupt. I mean, fine, I, I tried to do my best and what can I do? You know, I, I, I'm not going to play these games. You know, you come on over to this new station I got and we'll, we'll give you the real news and all that stuff. And, you know, Trump will never watch any of it. He doesn't give a shit unless it's about him and he'll just sit there and collect money. I mean, <laughs> maybe that's it, but... It, it's going to be a weird transition to they're stealing the election. Big things are happening to, eh, forget it. I don't really need it. I, I, I've done enough. I, I beat them in 2016. They they, they, they stole the election. What, I'm not going to waste my time doing this. You only got one life to live. I mean, hmm, I don't know. We'll have to see how this goes. I don't have a prediction. Uh, I, I My prediction is, eh, well, that's pretty good. I mean, you heard Michael Cohen, uh, who is a great A liar, say that he's going to go to Mar-a-Lago. For Christmas and just never come back. But again, there needs to be reasoning to the the minions, the the legion of of mouth breathers, who are ready to die or sacrifice their children in the name of Donald Trump. So, will be very very interesting going forward. Again, yeah, I don't really. It's it's. I mean, my prediction is Joe Biden will be inaugurated on January twenty first. But everything in between, I mean, I. I think that's the, the, I mean, you want to say the beauty of Trump. You never know what's going to happen with him. He, he likes to keep you guessing. He likes to keep you talking. Let's stay in politics real quick. Uh, I know this is, uh, oh, God, I might talk 18 minutes there, 17, 16 minutes about Donald Trump. I know some people are like, oh, God, Brian, enough. How much blood is going to be spilt over this guy? Well, I'd say, no, he is the president. We will talk about, uh, you know, we'll play the other side of it if we're, we're going to look at it in a completely political aspect. And that's uh, the, the, the governor of uh, this this fine state here, the state of California, that being Gavin Newsom. I don't make predictions or what I should know about COVID, or I, I don't I don't know if people should be locked down. I don't know if, if all of this is happening because you know what? First of all, I'm not that smart when it comes to that stuff. I was very dumb in science. I remember the mighty mitochondria, and that's about it. Uh, but you know, when you preach, shit, and I and I've you know I've kind of give some kudos to Newsom on this podcast just because he has a, an aura of confidence that is is intoxicating. I mean, it's not as intoxicating as a North Coast, uh, you know, brother felonious Belgian style Abbey Ale, but it it, it gives you a, a good feeling. He's a he's a he's a smooth talking politician. 
but you know, you get these daily pressers from this guy telling you this, telling you that we need to do this. You need to lock down. You need to stay away from people, blah, 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 all the same shit from everyone. And then there he is whining and dining at French Laundry in Napa. French Laundry is one of the, and I've never been there. I've, I always like tease my wife as if we're going to go and I, I never do. It's... It's not really a tease at this point anymore. I mean, it's it's, it's literally like you want to go there. It's a fixed meal. It's like $600 each. Um, but he was there with a bunch of people, maskless, no social distancing. And the pictures are out now, too. And he has the gall, just like his aunt, Nancy Pelosi. He has the gall to say, I made a mistake. Uh, I was following the restaurant guidelines. The restaurant guidelines, you're the you're the goddamn governor. <laughs> the restaurant guy says stuff like that. The apple doesn't fall. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. As Nancy Pelosi did the same thing, who getting her her spa stuff, blaming shopkeepers. So two of the most powerful people in the state of California, with the fifth largest economy in the world, are blaming shopkeepers because they can't even practice what they goddamn preach. That's pathetic. And and to make it to make it even better. He was there uh, celebrating a birthday of some medical uh, people on his staff. Beautiful. Absolutely. Perfect. Mwah. Love it. But to make it even better, let's throw another cherry. There's already a cherry. Let's put another cherry on there. Bunch of, you know, legislative people from the state of California out in Maui. They all went to a conference. It wasn't even a conference. It was a fundraiser. No travel. No travel, and they have to quarantine. for. I wonder if they quarantined for 14 days when they came back. Taxpayer dimes at French Laundry in Maui. Man, oh man. I'm not saying I like Donald Trump or I would vote for someone like Donald Trump, but boy, oh boy, they do push you. They do push you, man. That is some grade A horse shit. So I just wanted to bring that up because, uh, you know, I'm sorry. That, that, like, I'm not going to look at Gavin Newsom and, and his bullshit excuse and then just go, well, I'm not going to wear a mask and I'm going to defy orders now and, you know, in, in, you know, go to a bar and ask for a COVID in a can. But I mean, you know, at the same time, do, do you have any, any, you know, self-awareness? And now we got a curfew here. I know there's been some curfews in some states that they just came down here 930 because we all know that COVID goes 930 or 10. We all know COVID goes to bed. At 10 o'clock. It's the stupidest idea. I want someone to explain to me why there is a curfew. So I can drink in a bar all day long and get completely shithoused and wasted. But after 10 o'clock, we don't, we don't want you drinking in there. It's so, so dumb. Like if I go to a brewery or a bar or something, I have to eat something. Because we all know COVID, I mean, once food's around, oh, no, no, you can't do that. I don't understand any of this reasoning. It's silly. It's stupid. And it's it's it's... No one is even thinking about this. Now, I'm not, again, minimizing the effect of COVID. I realize it's about to explode even more so because people are dumb. And they're probably tired of politicians saying this dumb shit. So they want to act out. I mean, still use your brain. But at the same time, again, just like Donald Trump voting for him, they don't make it easy, man. They, they don't make it easy. There's no reasoning behind any of this shit. And now, granted, I'm not 20 years old. I'm not going out to the bars all night. I'm not, I'm not really pissed that I can't go out past 10. But at the same time, we're, I'm, I'm thinking about the shopkeepers, the people that pay taxes in this state and around me that can't make any money because we're closing at 10. Now, do I think they were making that much money any before? No. I think there are people who don't want to go out as much anymore anyways. Anymore anyways? But, I mean, holy shit, though. Get your priorities straight. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand some of this. I don't. I don't. I, I, don't get, I know some people. Whatever. I, I'm not even going to get into this. I think you 
pretty much understood how I felt. This is a rambling podcast, big time rambling, even from me. But uh, enough's enough. Whatever. You know, Trump and these people, they have no one to blame but themselves. You know, Trump is the one uh, who brought all this on. Who, who suppressed his own his own voters and and probably the, Georgia said that just in the, imagine all the other states that have that too and then these other people the, these Democratic governors who don't want who are shocked that people don't believe what they say and maybe they don't like them anyway just because of political stuff but then look at them maybe cockeyed when you do dumb shit like this they have no one to blame but themselves it's absolutely ridiculous so that's twenty four minutes of me knowing what everyone should do. Uh, there is some positive news with everything going on. The vaccine, uh, which um, that'll be interesting uh, how that's going to be rolled out. You're going to have half the people not wanting to do it because they're anti-vaxxers and they're nuts. You know, maybe those people will die off and, you know, survival of the fittest. Adapt or die. You know, the board or Twitter. You make the decision. That's that's what it is. You make the decision. Adapt or die. Um, you want to stay on the message board or you want to come to you come to the, you know, the big boys, the big leaks. It's up to you. Uh, but yeah, we'll see how the vaccine. I miss my family. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm not going there for Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I think I said something like this and people were like, oh, Brian, well, you know, 250,000 people are dead, but Brian can't go to see his family. Well, okay. I, can I be sad about both? Can, I, can, can both be true? Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> but we'll see how that goes. I'd I'd get one. I'd like to get on a plane. And I'm, I'm fucking getting star crazy, man. What do you want me to do? Uh, I also miss my family, too. It's not just that. Uh, what else do we need to talk about? We don't have, I don't really have a ton else up talk about i got this dog dog's crazy dog is still insane when it sees other dogs we just had a little episode in the park before but uh so it goes you know i i I, the dog has definitely become part of the family um it's a big dog uh it's at 50 pounds right now and it'll be about a year old next month i'm really praying it doesn't get any bigger uh it's a pit bull like i said there might be some boxer in her um Oh, stop. Get your mind out of the gutter. They're in the jeans. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. Well, what can I say? Uh, the only stuff I really... I am so out of it when it comes to football. Uh, I know... I don't even know who's good. Who's The Seahawks were good, but they've kind of struggled, right? Um, Pittsburgh was good. But I don't have anything on my agenda here to talk about with football. I got I to start watching football again. NBA draft was last night, which I don't remember anybody that played in college basketball last year. Uh, because you think about it, there was no March Madness. So that's kind of like where legends are born and all the other people are just kind of like, oh, yeah, were you following that conference? Oh, uh, yeah, no, no. I couldn't. I don't think I could name one college basketball player right now. That is so sad because that at one time that was bigger for me than baseball. I don't think I could name. Well, I know. OK, what's that guy? Boatwright for uh, UConn. I know him. That's about it. Ryan, Ryan, Bo- not Ryan Boatwright. Uh, oh shit! I don't even know. He was a freshman. He's like a, he's like third all team, whatever preseason this year. <coughs> Jesus! <coughs> yeah, that's what happens when you uh, start throwing down the nine point four percent, you know, wine bottle here before you're eating any dinner. Yeah, why not? Let's kill the kidneys, liver. Excuse me, kill them all, right? Why not? COVID doesn't do it, I'll do it myself. Oh, Jesus. I'm so, Mom, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I do have a lot of baseball to talk about. So let's talk about some baseball. Let's start with the uh, New York Mets. And Steve Cohen, uh, I'm really, I, I hate to say, but I like this guy. I like him a lot. Shitting on beat writers, which already I think you're in my Hall of Fame. Uh, I saw John Morsey said that uh, Mike Chernoff, the, the, 
the 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 Indians GM will be interviewing with the Mets for something something like that or former or whatever. And Steve Cohen like just quote tweeted or responded to it. He's like, not that I'm aware of. You're wrong again. I was just like, oh my god, I'm in love. I'm in love. Uh, Dan, we need to talk about divorce. Uh, I'm in love with this guy. He uh, more owners need to do that. More owners need to be vocal and just shit on these beat writers. A beautiful thing. And if you're if you're really looking for somebody, I would definitely look in the direction of Jack Curry. Jack Curry, John Heyman, and uh, boy, I can't wait for Steve Cohen to take a huge dump on Andy Martino. Oh boy, that's gonna be good. And he might not even be, you know, useful. And I saw Andy Martino. This is a guy. If you're not familiar with Andy Martino, he's he's definitely a professional shit stir. Uh, I d- he's a contrarian. I don't think he believes half the stuff he says. But you know, that's for clicks. That's how we become. You know, you become people these days. That's 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 what people want. He said something. So the Marlins hired a woman. Uh, I forget her name, uh, but she's been in baseball a long time. She's going to be the GM of the Marlins. So Jeter definitely padding there. So uh, when shit goes wrong, say, hey, hey, come on, I'm a pioneer. Look, Amelia Earhart, you know, the whole deal. Um, but so he said something along the lines of, hey, let's just be happy uh, for Kim. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but I think it was like, it's just like NG. Uh, and he said, men can't comment on it. It was the most, because, like, I don't know if it was, like, overly woke or he's just trying. I, I got to find this. Let me pause this. this is, okay, so men are not particularly needed to discuss the Kim. I, I, I don't want to mispronounce that. NG higher. Let's leave this one to Susan Waldman and the many others who are perfectly capable of discussing its significance and leave ourselves out of something for one goddamn time. I know it's hard for me, too. That's why we're dudes. Like... There, there's so many layers to that. It's like, okay, are you being overly woke? Are you trying to like get you know someone slipping into your DM, some some woman, or are you just being like that outrageous to annoy people? I I don't know. And I, Lindsay Adler is not really my cup of tea. Like I don't dislike her, but she's not someone I follow. Uh, but she immediately, I don't know if it was immediate, I shouldn't say that. She said, I disagree. One of the coolest things to me has been seeing how excited a wide range of industry men have been about this. Uh, I appreciate the perspective. been interesting to see extremely accomplished women baseball reporters with a range of responses to my original tweet. Eat shit, Andy Martino. Talk about backtracking. Beep, beep, beep. I mean, what, what a, what, what's with the beeps? What's with the beeps, George? That, that is a, uh, that is great egg. Crap. Grade A horse. That'll be that's like second or third time I said that today. Uh, but I mean, come on. That guy sucks. Anyways, uh, that'll be interesting, though, having a woman GM, which I don't have any issues with women being in the front office. And I don't have any, you know, if I'll be completely honest, I don't have any issues with them actually being a manager. Uh, I will say that would present some serious issues for the people there. And if you want to call me a sexist for saying that, then, you know, go to hell. But I mean, at the same time, I'm being realistic. I'm being, you know, just I, I I'm not looking at rose colored glasses, but I mean front office like why not like there are women executives in all other fields like you know let's let's not try to act like you know baseball is like solving a Rubik's cube in five seconds it's it's not that difficult um, you know and, and I understand well well why haven't the you know the San Diego Padres won a World Series it's okay well I mean whatever. I'm just saying, a woman, a woman can handle the job. It's there are plenty of bad male GMs there, so I think women should get a shot. But man, I can't wait to see when she gets like fleeced in a trade. Boy, 
you better not say that to like John Heyman or, or Bob Nightingale or any of those people. Ooh, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a stern lesson about how dare you, how dare you. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. But staying with the Mets for a second, and it's like Robinson Cano, who is let, let's be honest, one of the laziest human beings you've ever seen play the game of baseball. Oh God, Brian, how dare you say that? How dare you say that? That that's a racist thing to say. No, no, you can't say that. Okay, is he a hustler? Does he do anything correctly? Uh, I mean, he's okay. Yeah. Sorry, I got a little confused there. I was I had to pause it. I was doing a fleet thing for Red Ticket Blues of just me actually doing that, and then I kind of lost my train of thought just because I was looking at too many things. There's too many things going on. But let's let's talk about Robinson Cano though. This is the same guy uh, that twenty four million dollars. I mean, I, I'm shocked. I'm not actually not shocked. You know, somebody made a great point the other day. They said. How could people be that surprised that Milky and Robinson Cano tested positive for steroids, Robinson obviously now twice, when they have such a great teacher and learned under the tutelage of Alexander Emmanuel Rodriguez, one of the most prolific cheaters in the history of baseball? I mean, should anyone really be shocked? And then I saw some other headlines that said, what, are, what does this do to Robinson Cano's Hall of Fame candidacy? It fucking shits on it. I'm sorry. for You know, that's multiple swearing right there. It, it is. It is. It's, it's, it voids it. There's nothing. It's over. And now I guarantee, and he's what, 38 years old? Yeah. I don't think Robinson Cano's ever playing another game of baseball in his life. And to be, oh man, we're all the people that wanted to sign Robinson Cano to that contract in what, 2010 and let his ass walk to Seattle and become irrelevant, come crawling back to New York, but unfortunately having to go to the Mets. <laughs> oh man. You know, guys like Robinson Cano piss you off. Because they have the most ungodly talent you've ever seen. And that guy never cared a day in his life. Oh, yeah, Brian, were you there when he did batting practice before and after games? Blah, blah, blah. Nah, I don't care. I mean, that little stuff, should he run out a, ba- a base hit in the second inning of a game in May? Okay, fine. That's no problem. He has not run out base hits. He has not done the little things in big moments. That's the shit that pissed me off. I will still, and I know I've rallied on whatever gear it was, that Baltimore game. There was a game that. Baltimore, and if he had just gotten to first, if he had legged it out, that run would have scored and they would have won the game. He waltzed up there and they beat him by about 50 steps and they lost the game because that it was a September game too. He can, he, you know, that's the kind of guy Robinson Cano is. Oh, he smiles a lot though. (laughs) Oh boy, what a loser. And if it, I mean, you know, he loses out on $24 million, but Man, what a what a life, what a position to be in where you don't where you're probably annoyed. Obviously, twenty four million dollars, regardless of how much money you have, but to just say, eh, whatever, and it just goes away, goes away. Uh, staying in baseball for a second in the Northeast, the Red Sox are completely shameless. Bringing back Alex Cora, I mean. I know you love the guy, fine, but why did you fire him in the first place? Now he just comes back. He, we're very disappointed in Alex and the decisions he's made. But we're going to bring him right back. Uh, that, uh, I, I, I don't know what, that is just bizarre. And everyone thinks that's okay. It's complete. And A.J. Hinch has a job now, too. I, I mentioned that last podcast, but. Alex Cora is back with the Red Sox. I'm sorry. And I know, you know, these media people, I don't know what it is, but they are in love with him. He's a cheater. He's a cheater on two teams. But John Hammond, boy, he will he will take off his jacket and you know, Alex Cora can walk over that in a puddle of rain just just so he'll get an exclusive with him. I don't know, exclusive. I don't 
read John Heyman. Who cares? He's blocked me on my main account, as I've mentioned before. But I, I find that to be bizarre. I really do. I, I, I don't understand that whatsoever. There has to be a better explanation than just, we want to welcome him back. Uh, I mean, what about, like, the exit, you know, all that stuff, like, the, you know, the reason you removed him and now he's gone. I, I, I mean, excuse me, now he's back. The, the, those, those reasons that applied in that goodbye letter no longer apply? I, I, I don't understand. It, it, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. This podcast has been a disaster. I know. I know. I'm sorry. You expect better than this, and I've, I've given you a garbage product. Garbage product. I see that Russell Westbrook wants to... The, I don't know what happened with the Houston Rockets. They, they all of a sudden just don't want to play with each other anymore, and now uh, James Harden wants to go to the net. The NBA is so full of drama. Such babies. Little divas. Now, I will watch them in the playoffs like I do every year, and I saw Clay Thompson. He's shit. Dude, that guy might be screwed forever. Now he ruptured uh, Achilles after he just had an ACL. I mean, that's a guy who runs off. People are like, I saw somebody saying, oh, well, he just shoots threes. Do you see how many like screens that guy runs off of? Yeah, well, after you had those injuries and now you're going to be in your 30s, those parts ain't going to work the same. You know, I mean, he might just be a standalone shooter. Maybe, maybe he'll have to just do that. But he's also a good defender, too. So... But I'd like to see I'd like to see James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, because I can guarantee you that will not work. <laughs> those are those are three. I'm sorry, I'm playing with this. It's not. I know that doesn't help anyone. Those are three guys that are not the kind of prototypical people that I could see sitting down and saying, "Listen, I'm going to sacrifice some of my time to get a ring." You know, uh, they no. I was going to say they all have a ring, anyways. But Harden does not. Um, I think I've said this a million times on the podcast recently, but I am so done with the coronavirus. I really, really am. I don't know what else to say anymore. I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of this life. I'm tired of 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 this becoming normal. Um, I don't. I don't know what else to say. This is this is not a pleasant way to end the podcast. But I'm just getting so sick and tired of this. This is Brian getting the mean drunk. Yeah, you know. Who the hell do you think you are? Huh? Whatever. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm saving money. I mean, that's great. But, like, what do you do every weekend? There's no, like, festivals. There's no things going on. You don't go to the movies. There's there's no sporting events. There's, there's you know, you go see people. Some people don't want to see you. Some people do. Then you feel weird. And then it's, I mean, I've been making beer. Uh, I mean, I can't do that every weekend, though. It's a problem. I have to buy more equipment. And second of all, I'm going to have to drink it all. And, you know, I don't think my wife wants me to be able to fall down drunk. I mean, I can do it. I can totally do it. I know I could. I know I could. I've done it. But, I mean, I, I just don't want it to be, uh, you know, consistent. Um, maybe I'm up for the challenge, though. I mean, hey, you know. There's a lot of history in my family. I mean, I can do it. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. A little Brian that could. All right, we're just rambling at this point. The podcast has come to an expiration date, uh, expiration time. Thank you all for listening. Uh, sorry about the week off, trying to be, uh, trying to get back into the groove, but obviously I couldn't. So uh, don't expect any consistency out of me. Um, you really shouldn't at all. That's a bad move out of you. That's a you problem. That's a you problem. But thank you all for listening. And hey, if you're ever on iTunes, give a review. Um, someone gave me a negative review. And... Uh, it still hurts to the bone. 
You know, I know it happened a while ago, but still. Uh, but if you want to, if you don't, don't. Just listen and tell your friends and do what you got to do. So uh, listen to the show, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, uh, Podbean, FM Player, Amazon, and follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. So next week's Thanksgiving. Uh, I hope everyone is enjoying themselves. I think I might be going... Uh, I don't know if I can go get back for the curfew. If Gavin Newsom's going to be out with his, with his, with his, you know, his nightstick and his his flashlight to pull me over and be like, "Excuse me, uh, I look like Christian Bale, and I'm on my way to a restaurant. Where do you think you're going?" Uh, so we'll have to see if that happens. But I'm supposed to go to a uh, family member's uh, friend of a friend of a friend. We'll see if that happens. You know, shit's getting out of control. Maybe it's just better to say, "Eh." I just, I have no problem. I'll make pizza on a Thursday uh, instead of a Friday. I'll make a Friday, too. That's what I do. Uh, I hope everyone has a good Thanksgiving if I don't get to do a podcast before next week. Um, stay safe. Don't do anything stupid. And, um, again, enjoy yourselves. Crazy time. Crazy time. And uh, you're going to make your own decisions. You don't need to hear this, this, this sermon from me. Regardless. Love you all. Thank you so much. We're all being said. Quit it.